0: This is Unfiltered, episode 149 for July 1st, 2015. The U.S. on high alert after
1: deadly terror attacks at an American company in France and separate attacks in Tunisia and Kuwait. The FBI and Homeland Security issuing a joint bulletin warning of the heightened possibility of a terror attack here tied to our July 4th holiday. Are our lives, our economy at risk?
2: Hello, coming off that leap second. Yep, we just had it. Welcome to episode number one hundred and forty-nine. Yeah, I said it twice of unfiltered (laughs) Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news that you shouldn't be watching. My name is Chase,
0: and sitting right over there is my good friend Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey there, buddy. Hey, man. One hundred and forty-nine. You know, I just wanted to say it too. Uh, Yeah, fair enough. Well, you forgive me this week. I'm a little discombobulated. You know what? I blame it on the leap second. Yeah. You know what?
2: You know what? I, I That's got, solid. We got Honestly, I got to uh, tell a little story. Do now. it. Lay it on me, buddy.
0: And then I'll tell so, a story.
2: at the station, we have some I'm systems. Sorry, the
0: station? Is that what you guys call it? <laughs> you call it the station? So, uh, for those of you that are not long-time <laughs> viewers... <laughs> Show. Oh, stop it No, it's fun, it's fun Stop it Chase works at our local ABC affiliate uh, uh, KOMO, Seattle Como And actually, one of the really neat things about Como is uh, they're a hell of an operation Oh, they are They really, really are
2: Yeah, well, because not only we have one station to deal with Actually, you technically two the TV two. station
0: and the radio station, we, right? No, we
2: have three radio stations, two television stations Okay Because don't forget Spanish language Oh, we got it but you, <laughs> you, you also have yeah. all these former Fisher stations that actually right. pipe in right. via fiber Ooh, to us. Fiber, you said? So we're, we have a you know network operations center that sure. we they monitor. Call it, some, those. The
0: kids call it a knock.
2: We call it the knock. Yeah, but I ha- I had to spell it out for everybody. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> yesterday, as some of you guys may not realize, at 5 p.m. Pacific time, or technically at 4:59 and 59 seconds. There was an additional second added. Yes. So it was four fifty nine and sixty seconds. Right. Some of our systems actually had a little bit of an issue with it. Oh, really? Yeah, really. We had to do a quick reboot on like, some of our systems.
0: Like, like, like modern systems? Yeah, a couple of them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I uh, boy, that's that story's way less uh, compelling than my story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know, but I was just trying to. Yeah, i will just trying warm to warm us up. Sorry, swore. buddy.
2: All right, and now, ladies and
3: gentlemen, Bobcat <laughs> <laughs> Goldfight, Here we go! Woo! <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, uh, about uh, 30 minutes before we were supposed to go on air, OwnCloud ate all of our clips. So you're saying never use open source, Chris? <laughs>
2: is that what you're saying, Chris? Great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could say that, yeah, because I don't run a network that's. Totally based on open source. No, here's what happened. Uh, OwnCloud literally deleted nine gigabytes worth of clips. The biggest unfiltered clip. I, I, I swear to God, I feel like I say this all the time, but we missed last week. So we had so many clips. So many clips. Yeah. OwnCloud treated a move operation like a delete operation and deleted all of our clips. We've managed to restore about 70% of them before the show starts. 70% of our clips. It's it's uh, more crickets. <laughs> Next week. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> Yay, on cloud. <laughs> Woo! You know what? I'm switching to Dropbox. No, 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 no. no, no.
4: Yes. No, Yes. no. No. I'm
0: doing it. I'm, hey. hey! I'm switching to Dropbox. <laughs> I'm switching to Dropbox because it is it has been a nightmare. Yeah, but,
2: but, Chris, did you not know that Dropbox... Pa- Drop Dropbox. Dropbox. Yeah. They got Condoleezza Rice on the board. And NSA's involved there.
0: Yeah, here's what I realized about that, that that sucker. I put all this stuff out anyways, publicly. Speaking of the NSA, good news, Chase. Good news. Oh, yes! <laughs> you heard? Oh, wait. Bold <laughs> collections resume. Final Fantasy music, man! Oh, good. <laughs> yes! Oh, good! Yes! It's a victory! <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Guess what, you
2: guys? Good it's news, Spack, back, everybody. But,
0: it, but only for a short time. It's limited. If you were worried, if we're, if you were worried about if the NSA not tracking you and your phone records, no worries. The FISA court likes to rubber stamp all the things, has, uh, has said, you know what? That six-month delay in the Freedom Act, forget that. Let's resume bulk collection right now. With
5: this new information today about the NSA's use of bulk data collections, a federal court ruling the agency can temporarily resume that controversial surveillance program, which gathers records of Americans' phone calls not listening in. But the ACLU is promising to fight that decision, saying the government practice amounts to illegally spying on us, but some worry without it. We'd be less safe. <gasps> Holly Stimson is a former deputy assistant. Let's stop right there. So uh,
0: <clears throat> here's – I want to give you the layman's timeline. Yes, please. My rough understanding of how it went down. Uh, so on June 1st, the uh, Section 215 of the Patriot Act expired. This is what allows the NSA to collect the metadata. Now, I remind you, this does not affect bulk collection of your Internet traffic, the three-day buffer. This is only the phone records. Section 215 of the Patriot Act on June 1st, a Sunday, expired. On June 2nd, Congress, working across party lines, working together quickly, as if Congress was united, you might say.
2: You mean they got off their butts and actually did some work.
0: Within a day, they passed the USA Freedom Act. Wow. The moment that the Obama signed the USA Freedom Act into law, the Obama administration then filed a lawsuit challenging the six-month delay. Immediately challenging the six-month delay now a a right-wing and libertarian group yes they are a combo of both as the press puts them (laughs) challenged the obama administration's challenge they failed on tuesday and on tuesday the fisa court said the nsa can resume bulk collection of americans records regardless of the state of the system or how it's being collected oh Well, now I feel safer, Chris. Thank (laughs) you. I'm glad, buddy. Now, uh, you know, it was a big deal when the NSA was revealed to be spying on Angela Merkel. Now they've been revealed for spying on the French president, several of them.
6: France is demanding answers from the United States ambassador in Paris after the leak of potentially damaging revelations about espionage. WikiLeaks claims the NSA monitored communications of the last three French presidents.
7: Now, the United States says it is not spying on the French government. No. Major Garrett, not
3: is that the right No, not anymore. We're not Major, doing it. Good morning. No, good morning. The WikiLeaks release contends the United States government through the National Security Agency cont- Now, did you notice what he just said there? The United
0: States government.
2: Well,
3: that was that. Uh, yes, he did say that. I want
0: to play it back again. Oh, okay. WikiLeaks release. Oh, I'm a little oh, WikiLeaks. A little
3: good morning. The WikiLeaks
0: release. The WikiLeaks. Release, not the Snowden release, not the Snowden documents, the WikiLeaks. Where did this come from, Snowden? No, no, I can't, I can't track it back to Snowden. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't track it back to the Snowden archive. So they just had this,
2: or it was maybe a different whistleblower. Ah uh, I'm wondering.
0: Yeah. So there's a couple other things. Um
8: I'm driving off laughing, this is what I'll say.
0: <laughs> Maybe Russia released it. I don't know. I Ooh. can't I, I don't know where this came from and it's so weird how the how the how the media is sort of vague on the source. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, why would the media go out and spell a story
2: like this without a solid source? It's on
0: WikiLeaks, so that's your source, right? That's your source. Now, who cares where WikiLeaks got it It's like from? saying, it's,
3: oh, it's on Bing, so it must be true. <laughs> Good morning. The WikiLeaks release contends the United States government, through the National Security Agency, conducted surveillance on three different French presidents from 2006 to 2012. That would span the Bush and Obama administrations and has drawn a sharp response from French officials. The French government, led by President Francois Hollande, has called the revelations of spying unacceptable. And an
0: so the spying win from 2006 to 2012.
3: Nancy will send a senior intelligence official to the United States for an explanation. In Paris, the U.S. ambassador, Jane Hartley, has been summoned to offer an explanation.
0: So, Chase, let me ask you this. Do yes, you, Chris. Um, do you think, it, uh, you think we were only spying on <laughs> Angela Merkel and the <laughs> French presidents? No! We're spying on all of them. And they're spying on us. And you know what? If you read into this story... You know what the primary purpose of a lot of our spying is? At least as it's been revealed so far. What's that? Industrial espionage. Oh, really? We're spying on their companies and the deals they're making. Mm.
3: Hollande will meet in an emergency session today with top defense ministers to discuss his government's next steps. Charlie? to talk about what
6: real effect this will have on the U.S.-French relationship.
3: Hard to know, but right now the two governments are working on a range of very difficult foreign policy issues. Let's- it's interesting. Uh,
0: the spying's no big deal. Reauthorizing 215, it's no big deal. The FISA court authorizing the bulk collection of America's phone records metadata, no big deal. None of this is a big deal. And yet, when, we, when it comes out that we're spying on a president, all of a sudden... Oh my
3: God! It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Let's talk about just three... First of all, the ongoing battle against ISIS in Iraq and Syria, the efforts to negotiate an end of Iran's feared pursuit of nuclear weapons, and efforts to maintain economic sanctions against Russia for its military incursions in Ukraine. Now, there's no immediate signal any of this cooperation will end, but the French government, like the Germans before it...
0: That is an awkward family photo if I have ever seen one. Look at that. Look how awkward that is. (laughs) You know, that
2: looks like the, the freeze frame of a sitcom that you would see on Friday night television. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The, the, that is like Three's Company right there.
3: <laughs> Once it learns of these revelations, has to do something about it. For no other reason, domestic political outrage uh, will uh, demand. I love you. And here at the White House, Charlie... The National Security Council released a statement it reads in part we do not conduct any foreign intelligence surveillance activities unless there is a specific and validated national security purpose like this applies the to attack ordinary on terror citizens and world leaders alike we work closely with France on all matters of international concern, and the French are indispensable partners. Clearly, the U.S. and France are partners, but partners like to know what each other is up to. And now the French know what the United States was up to, even <laughs> though the White House would prefer it didn't. Yeah. Some very tough diplomatic conversations are likely to ensue. Mm-hmm. Major, thanks.
0: Thanks, Major. Thanks, Major. Yeah, spy in on the French president.
2: So I guess uh, what country is next? <laughs> <laughs> are, we okay. got, are, we, are we going to have a, a country pool, if you will? So mm-hmm, Australia, mm-hmm. maybe Canada, get them, them in I there. I like
0: this. I like this. So what we could do is, uh, who yeah. is the, that actually, uh, yeah, unfiltered.reddit.com, go in the comments for 149. What's the next country? Next
2: country that we're going to find You're joking, out? but. No, no, I'm dead serious. I think, I think you're yeah. right.
0: I think, what is the next country? Let's see. Oh, let's think about this for a second. Uh, let's see. We just mm. had Germany and France. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Britain? That'd be good.
2: No, I think Australia, because, you know, Yes, yes. It's gonna be Australia. And yeah, the reason why is because they have one of the highest approval ratings of Obama. I, I wanna say like eighty percent of Australians You think this is do you think this has to do with the twenty sixteen
0: elections? <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. But the this, this stuff started with Bush though. True. Square.
2: Although Obama could have stopped it. True. And they could have stopped it many times. They've renewed it many times. Hmm. You know, but then again, what if the NSA is just acting on their own accord and they just don't care who's in power? They're just going to do their own thing.
0: Now, I had a uh – oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, actually – A shadow government, if you will. So when we had all of the clips for this episode, um, I wanted to kind of point out something. Right. So we have a, I noticed. So we have the trade deal, the TPP. Uh, the uh, fast track authorization for Obama went through this this week. Yeah. And what that essentially does is it says whatever whatever the TPP is, whatever deal Obama ends up with, Congress just has a yes no vote. They can't amend stuff to it. They can't change stuff. Just yet up down y- vote yes or no. So that happened. The fast track authority for the TPP happened this week. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> That and I'm not a big conspiracy nut about this kind of stuff. I, I know it's what I'm about to say is going to sound really, really mm, kind it's of like a, it's, it's little, little Alex Jonesy. What I'm about to kind of suggest might like sound out there, mustaches? like a conspiracy to uh, like control all kind of, of us
4: thing.
0: at a worldwide level. <laughs>
4: What's driving me crazy is that photo right there. Zoom in on that. It's one of those cops in a black uniform with a mustache. And you just look like an absolute clown freak that works for murdering terrorists that jack our food and water. I think you're a big joke. Oh, you got a mustache. I'll just worship you. Long as you got a mustache. It's okay. (laughs) Nothing against mustaches.
0: Here's what I wonder, though. And this is just this is me like just straight up frying some bacon here. This bacon. By the way, from Seattle, down yeah. in the Pike
2: Place Market, they actually have bacon down there. They do? They do. I should get down there. Fish bacon. Really? No, I don't oh. know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I would say this. The TPP seems like a uh, one-world government at the trade and business level. Right. It's put on by businesses and allows businesses to override local government laws. That's the TPP. The NSA and bulk surveillance and collection is like a one-world government at the information and public surveillance level. I feel like what we're witnessing... Uh, is like all of these links it's, a, it's establishing a one world government at various levels so at the economic level the TPP is establishing a one world government at the information and sharing level the NSA and the Five Eyes is, is establishing a one world government at the security and, and military level the threat against, and the protection and the, and the and the response against ISIS is establishing a one world government and, and, and in this show today like an onion we are peeling each layer as we get layer and layer and lower and lower into this episode what we are going to discover is all of these things are linking all of these different nations to work together. Work together in a coalition against ISIS. Work together in a coalition against terror. Work together in a coalition against Russian aggression. Right? All of these things at each level are connecting a one world community that are establishing a common set of values, a common set of goals, a common set of laws, and a common set of trade rules. And that's what this episode today is all about.
2: But then at the end of the day, Chris... What's going to happen to someone like you and me or anybody else? I mean, yeah, it's going to make the rich richer, right? But if they don't have us to do the hard
0: work for them, (laughs) then it's all going to fail anyway. Uh, That's why they'll keep sucking you dry. In the meantime, watch out for ISIS booby traps. ISIL, Chris. In kids' playgrounds. And maybe parks.
1: This was an ISIS bomb-making facility. Bags filled with a sticky white powder. Low-grade explosives. Powdered sugar? Which, as we are shown, is highly flammable. The YPG, the Kurdish fighting force in control of Tal Abyad, is busy clearing it out. Half the bed of a truck already filled with mortar rounds that they collected here, at the rear of a mosque named after al-Qaeda founder Osama bin
4: oh, yeah. Laden. Oh yeah. Tal
1: Abyad is a minefield of booby traps. Come take a look through here, see what they found in there. It's hard to see through the grate, but stacked along the wall, makeshift bombs, strands of detonation cord snaking out. This was a park where children used to play. The local YPG commander says something did That's not feel orchard. right. That's not a park. They put a warning on the gate and a resident told them ISIS
0: had booby-trapped it. Do you see the juice
1: thing? Do you see a cable coming out of it?
0: It's a booby-trapped. See, a kid's going to come along and get super thirsty because they're in the Middle East and it's a desert and they're thirsty all the time and we're dumb Americans and that's how we think about Middle Easterns and they're going to pick that up because they're so thirsty.
1: Okay, don't touch the door. ISIS no longer controls Tal Abyad, but their terror lurks in every corner. Mm. And the town is still cloaked in fear. A certain unease emanates from the adults, anger evident in their voices, their answers short.
0: Maybe they don't like you because you're a Western. And (laughs) short. You're an asshole.
1: (laughs) Mahmoud Darwish says ISIS forced him to purchase from them black clothing for his little girls. The three say they were sometimes scared. Now they are just enjoying being outside without headscarves, and they want to go back to school. We went for a month, and then they closed it, the girls tell us. They made it a base for the state, meaning for ISIS. That was two years ago. Now they say they are happy. In an environment like this, one can only hope it stays that way.
0: Yeah, that's right, Chase an environment like this. So watch out. Watch for playgrounds. <sighs> watch out for playgrounds. Now, I don't want to wax on like a, like a sore loser here, <laughs> but I did have a bunch of clips about ISIS in the homeland uh, before we are our, our pre-disaster. Uh, right. And uh, so anyways, uh, that's okay. I do have one clip that kind of talks about an analyzing the ISIS threat on the U.S. homeland. Let's play this one. This All is right. a good one. Now, this is wait, your girl. Wait, what is this? What, what is the name of this show? Oh, you have not seen this before? No! Okay, so. Um, DEF uh, CON 3? So, uh, KT McFarlane is an extremely well connected, right wing, sort of like aggressive commentator. Okay. She's got, she's got connections into the administration, so she's yeah. got connections back into policy, politics. Right. So, by default, the way Fox News works is if you have connections to the Pentagon, you, that gets you in the door at Fox. Uh. So, then you get to come on Fox. But here's the problem KT, she's not that great of a. Like, she's just a little rough. She's not great as a presenter. So what you do is you give her her own YouTube show Where she can go spout propaganda But doesn't actually go on the air And then you bring her on the air as a commentator So Uh, you're going to recognize her This is her own show that Fox gave her To give her a space to to spout her propaganda Without actually putting it on air She's on the Fox digital channel And she and one other person are like the only people On it And it's like this is how you keep a person All right, yeah. But it's good because you get some good gems out of it Defcon 3
9: Welcome to DEFCON 3. I'm Katie McFarland. Three devastating attacks allegedly linked to ISIS terrorists last week has intelligence officials in the U.S. worried about the group's global reach. Here with reaction is Dr. Ahmed Salah Hashim with the Nanyang Technological University in Singapore. Um, thanks for joining us, Doctor. So if we look at that, what's happened just in the last several days, is the United States next, especially as we head into the Fourth of July weekend?
5: Well, not necessarily. ISIS is definitely more dangerous than al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda is actually in free fall. It's been eclipsed. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been downgraded. In fact, a year ago, uh, some al-Qaeda high-ranking members and uh, imams tried to actually talk with ISIS in order to reach some kind of modus vivendi. And ISIS essentially laughed in their face. But when you look at uh, al-Qaeda and ISIS, al-Qaeda has focused on the West more than Isis has. However, in, I think in its um, propaganda and its uh, attempt to totally win over the global jihadi uh, um world, so to speak, uh, ISIS is reaching out to attack foreign targets. It is heavily involved in in Syria and Iraq, and a lot of people thought that it didn't have the resources or the capability or the time or the energy to actually focus on attacking targets beyond Syria and Iraq. However, that might actually be changing. And yes, America as far as ISIS is concerned, is an enemy. And because America's been bombing them, they may feel the necessity to attack American targets. And, of course, the 4th of July is iconic uh, day for the United States. However, um, that does not necessarily mean they will attack U.S. territory. They may try to attack American interests uh, elsewhere. Yes.
9: So if al-Qaeda is being eclipsed, then we don- shouldn't have to worry about them anymore, or can they still come back?
5: Of course, they may try to come back because that they no. are now engaged in conflict with <laughs> ISIS. So they may try to show ISIS, well, we have uh, more of the cards than you think you have. So what we may see is a ratcheting effect in uh, international terrorism as both groups try to outbid each other.
0: What do you think, Chase? Are we going to have like a uh, he should, she said versus versus kind of a thing? Al-Qaeda will outdo ISIS?
2: No, no, I'm well... Yeah, but that doesn't fit the narrative because you need to have one big baddie, and right now, unfortunately, you now Al Qaeda is kind of li- they're, they're like they're not all that interesting anymore. We, problem, yeah. You know, here's the thing, yeah. Chris. Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda. I don't know if you've you've heard this analogy, but Qaeda. I'm going to try to break can call down. Call him Qaeda. Call him Qaeda. You know about high school sports, dude? I'm okay. all about high yeah, school. Yeah, so Al Qaeda is kind of like the JV team of oh. of, of sports, oh, okay. and and right now ISIS is like the varsity team.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love what you did there. That's you good. fell right into it. That's good. I wonder if people at home have caught what you did there because yeah, that's, that's a good one, yeah, Chase. Uh, all right, I have one more ISIS story. So it is the Fourth of July after all. Yeah. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm.
2: happy, Canada <gasps> happy Canada Day! Happy Canada Day!
0: Happy Canada Day! Happy Canada! I mean, Day. we cannot forget about those guys up there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're right. We should not forget about our Canadian brothers. Canada, bros thanks and, for being on sisters. top. Yeah. Good job. Now, uh, your buddy, good friend, my good friend, Mike Morrell. Mike, stopped by and chatted with your other good friend, Charlie Rose. Ah, oh, Charlie. And Mike feels like uh, this terror threat for the July fourth. That's coming up, you know, Fourth yeah, 4th July of Saturday. Up on Saturday. Yeah, he feels like this one really resonates with him because bad guys. And I want to play uh, this clip right. for you. Yeah, bad guys, Chase. Bad guys.
7: This morning, federal agencies are warning of possible terrorist attacks on the upcoming holiday weekend. The bad FBI guys. and Department of Homeland Security are urging local law enforcement to step up security and be vigilant during Fourth of July celebrations.
0: CBS. Now, have you noticed uh, almost since we started doing this show? Every major U.S. holiday, they have like this huge warning. Terror about, alert. Yeah. yeah, like they're trying to associate terrorism with American traditions. It feels like.
2: But you got to watch out, Chris, because there's going to be another terror alert
0: on Labor Day. Mm, yeah, let's see if this happens. Actually, you should red book this. Ooh. We haven't done a red book for a while. So why don't you pick the red book, pick a day, pick a holiday. The next holiday, you think they're going to make a big stink out of him. Red book this ass. All right, all well, right. We'll play the rest all of right, fair enough. The
6: senior security contributor, Michael Morell, is with us. He is a former CIA deputy director. Michael, good morning. Good morning.
0: That's interesting. When Fox News introduced him, they called him the director of the CIA, the former director of the CIA. Oh. So you get to play with the words. Good morning.
6: Good morning. Uh, how serious is this warning and how serious is this threat?
7: So these kind of warnings go out routinely, mm-hmm. um, but there's nothing routine about this particular oh, one to me. Okay. This one really resonates with me for two reasons.
2: All right, with you.
0: And I've decided with that you. after watching this, Mike Morrell is one of the greatest propagandists of our time. He feels human. He feels uncomfortable. He feels like he's not lying to you because he doesn't feel like he should be there. And so you want to believe what he says, but listen to the words this man is about to say.
7: One is there's been about 50 people in the last 12 months who've been arrested in the United States. Whoa, 50?
0: Um, now, remember, that in that number 50, by the way, it was 48, and it's people inspired by ISIS. Are included in that 48. Your attack didn't have to be directed by ISIS. It didn't have to be related to ISIS necessarily. But if they could prove that you followed somebody on Twitter that was associated with ISIS, then they will claim that your attack is inspired by ISIS and it is included in that 48. Now, bear in mind, there are millions and hundreds of millions of people in the United States. And they could only come up with 48 people that were inspired by ISIS.
2: Well, you know what that means, Chris. We've got to bring back the color system. You know, the, the <laughs> right. red, yellow, orange, green, purple, this, blue.
0: This 48 is so significant that the FBI this weekend is setting up command centers across the United States. <gasps>
7: For being radicalized by ISIS wanting to go fight there or wanting to conduct an attack here. So there's a lot of people out there who are seeing
0: themselves as aligned with ISIS, number oh one. My God. Three arrests in New York, New Jersey. Oh, my God. Now, here's the thing. This is more scary than ever. Wait. Because internet. But, Chris,
2: more yeah. people are probably arrested for shoplifting.
0: Right, but, but internet. And then
7: number two, you have this ISIS call to arms during Ramadan. We oh, are right yeah. in the middle Ramadan. of Ramadan. Yeah. Call to arms, conduct attacks against our enemies. Yeah. So I'm worried about this one. So what is this you're, you're really for Americans worried. on 4th of July?
2: Yeah. Are you sleeping in your um, bed?
7: I don't want to tell Americans what to do or what
2: not to do. Of course do. not. Um,
7: but, but be scared. But, I wouldn't be, be no, 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 no,
0: no,
2: Chris, Be vigilant. Oh, right. Be vigilant. We're sitting here a week and, from today. And Chris, if yes. you see something, yes. you, you really need to say something.
0: If you see something, everybody, say something. Now, listen to this bold statement. Mike Morell, your buddy. My good friend. Is about to make a Red Book prediction. He's got... Whoa! Yeah. You want to write it down for him? Right, hold, well, uh, I well, hold on. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put I'm Mike Morell. Episode 149, July 1st, 2015. He makes a Red Book All prediction. All right, Mike Morrell prediction. Go for it, man.
7: I wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting here a week from today talking about an
0: attack over the weekend in the United States. That's
2: how oh it. my so, God! What, what, but but Mike Morell says we're going to attack? attack this
0: weekend. No, one, he, in one week, attack. So by the time we're by the time we're gathered for the next uh, Unfiltered next Wednesday, there yeah. should be an attack. O- you mean
2: on the one fiftieth episode of Unfiltered? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Talking
7: about an attack. Mm. over the weekend in the United States. That's how serious this is. How difficult is it to catch the homegrown terrorists? You mentioned that there have been some lone wolves
0: out that are out there. Uh, now, uh, what is the dad's name from Back to the Future? Now, listen to Gail. So this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is George. It's George McFly, by the way. George. So listen, Gail asked George McFly a question <laughs> that <laughs> is so obviously pre-scripted and pre-set up because he didn't say this. He didn't prompt this from her. She just asks it, and then tries to make it sound like it was natural. But it's obvious Gail was told, ask this question. Think, McFly! Think! So watch, she just throws it out there, and then she retroactively tries to make it sound organic to the conversation. Uh, That's how serious this is.
7: How difficult is it to catch the homegrown terrorists? You mentioned that there have been several arrests.
0: Now, he didn't say it was homegrown terrorists yet. He hasn't used the word homegrown terrorists. And then, listen, she realizes, shit, I was supposed to say something about the internet. Um,
7: it's very difficult because they're being radicalized in their bedrooms, in their basements, right? They're communicating with ISIS. On ISIS, the internet, Mike? On the internet, ISIS. How, is coming how
2: else? How else?
0: Are they picking up the phone? Are they now, using is Morris there, code? Knowing what you know about production, is there any way, is there any way in your mind, and I want you to be totally, 100% yeah. Yeah, honest ahead. with me, yeah. is there any way in your mind that was not a prearranged question? Oh, that was totally prearranged. States. that's how serious this is
7: how difficult is it to catch the homegrown terrorists you mentioned that there have been
0: several arrests um, he didn't he didn't actually no. mention that he said there's been almost 50 people related and connected to isis he didn't say that he didn't say that you said that home
7: terrorists you mentioned that there have been several arrests um, it's very difficult because they're being radicalized in their bedrooms, in their basements. Right? They're communicating with ISIS. They're playing the Call of Duty on the internet. ISIS is telling them, "Don't tell anybody about our conversations." It's
0: very. I love this. <laughs> so, here's why. Uh, here's why you haven't heard that uh, your friends are getting radicalized over uh, the internet. Don't because, tell anybody. Because you can't tell anybody. Uh, yeah. So, it's a secret. One of us could be radicalized, but I'm not allowed to tell you. So that's why nobody knows that it's happening. You see, it's happening, and CBS is telling you about it. You just didn't know, because everybody totally got a promise ring from ISIS and had to swear. You know, have you seen the ISIS NDA chase? It's almost as bad as an Apple NDA. It's
7: pretty bad. Don't tell anybody about our conversations. It's very difficult to see them until they take action to do something, right? Buy tickets to Iraq or Syria. Buy weapons, buy explosives, right? That's where you catch these guys.
6: From David Cameron and others, you're beginning to see world leaders, it seems to me, taking a new concern about this. It's risen to a new level. of con- Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's oh, what yeah. it is. Is The concern is at a new level. Not the propaganda, but the concern. concern.
7: It's what happens when there's three attacks in one day, right? Yeah. And what's interesting about the three attacks we saw, one in Kuwait, one in Tunisia, and one in France, is they represent the different ways that ISIS is threatening us. Mm. So in Kuwait, I think what we're going to find is that is, is is that ISIS actually sent this guy from Iraq and Syria to conduct this attack right that's one threat they pose sending people after
0: of course mm-hmm.
7: uh, sending people at us in Tunisia what i think we're going to learn is that this guy was part of a group that has now aligned itself with 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 ISIS that's another way they threaten us and then in France it's just self radicalization right
6: so what do concerned nations do and how much can they coordinate in
7: this So I think my own view is it's time to pick up the pace against ISIS, right? Because I I, I think a
0: big part of their... Got to pick up the pace against this boogeyman that we've made up. But
7: Mike, how do you
2: do do that? How do
7: you pick up the pace? Of their sales pitch is how successful we are, right? They've got the momentum. It's time to take the momentum away from them, and I think we'll reduce the radicalization. Make it less romantic. Yes.
0: Make it less romantic. Yes. Uh, So if you're wondering, is this true? Could what Mike Morrell... Be saying, could it be possibly true? I would invite you, if you're curious, if you're on the fence about this particular topic, if you're not sure if this is true or not, Google something called the Smith-Munt Act. Google that. It's called the Smith-Munt Act. It's the Smith-Mundt Act. This is an act that ensured for decades that prevented by law the United States government from spreading propaganda over television and radio inside the United States. This law was discontinued a little while ago. We covered it when it happened on the show. Propaganda in the United States of America As of July sixteenth, two 2013 As of July sixteenth, two 2013 It is now legal for the United States government To lie and, and contribute to propaganda To mislead the American public In the name of national defense That is now legal I invite you again to go Google right now The Smith-Mund Act And then you can ask yourself If what Mike Morell is saying is true or not Mm-hmm. That's why we wrote it down
2: in our Red Book that in one week, one week, Mike Morrell predicted uh, that we're going to have a major attack over 4th of July weekend.
0: Now, uh, there is a lot around this OPM data breach. I've got one clip to play out of like five this week that right. I want to roll out. Now, just as an update, the OPM data breach, when it first came out, it was 4 million. Let's see what that number is now. See if they say.
10: The latest allegations are far more serious That at least 18 million current, former, and prospective employees of federal agencies in the U.S. had their personal data hacked.
0: Now, let's stop right here. I think the bigger headline is 18 million employees. Keeps going up. That federal, that's too many federal employees. 18 million, and here's the best part. That doesn't include anybody employed by the
10: Pentagon. What? Yeah, which is way more than $18 million. In a massive cybersecurity breach. Now, the Chinese have been blamed by investigators as backing this attack, and China has repeatedly denied this, saying that the U.S. Ah. accusations are irresponsible. Oh, On Tuesday, China weighed in again, saying that negotiations between the two sides is what is needed.
2: China and the United States had previously always had a good dialogue mechanism on issues of Internet security. Because of reasons that everyone knows about, and not because of China, this dialogue
0: has stopped.
10: There have been numerous accusations against China in the past of hacking into the U.S., but in this case, the White House hasn't directly pointed the finger at Beijing. Uh, Both China and the U.S. are engaged in talks this week in Washington where cybersecurity will be an important talking point. U.S. officials say they'll bring it up directly with the Chinese. It's unlikely, though, that the Chinese will accept any responsibility for the alleged attacks. David McKenzie, CNN, Beijing.
0: So that uh, meeting is happening uh, between now and the next episode, which makes me think we'll probably see some progress on this whole uh, Chinese hacking. Like maybe they'll finally come out and they'll admit what's going on, or something like the White House mm-hmm. will name names. As of so far, only the media has named China. Right. There's no been
2: actual. There's no beneficial words. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Uh, I got a little bit on speaking of hacking and data deletion. Some House probes <clears throat> have shown that. <clears throat> excuse me. House probes have shown that the IRS intentionally deleted data backups of Lois Lerner's emails, which is causing quite a bit of controversy.
11: In the meantime, we have reports of backup tapes, emails that have been destroyed, and they reportedly contain thousands of emails from Lois Lerner. That is after the IRS was ordered to protect those emails repeatedly. Oh, that's a hearing underway on the Hill right now. And Byron, you're chief political correspondent for Washington Examiner with me now. And Byron, good morning to you. Hey, Byron. Good morning, so our Capitol Hill producer, Chad Pergram, uh, reported this news about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> emails destroyed 10 months after an order was put out to the IRS to preserve those emails. Uh-oh. And that's what is in the report. Busted. Today. Correct.
9: Yes, it's really big big news here. <laughs> Go back to 2013. Five? The House discovers there's a lot of fishy stuff going on at uh-huh, the IRS. Uh-huh. They uh, issue a subpoena to the IRS... For Lois Lerner's emails. Now, along with the subpoena comes something called a preservation order. That is, the IRS is not allowed to destroy any emails or backups or anything that might be evidence uh, responsive to the House subpoena. Okay, go forward to February 2014. The IRS says it discovers this problem with Lois Lerner's uh, hard drive that it, it crashed mm. and it has been destroyed.
2: A problem, well, then you Chase. think, well, it's time to take. Wait, wait, are you telling me yeah. that her, her, her PST yep. was the only yep. archive of... E- no, Bull. No,
0: no, now, so that was the original story. That it was, Oh, okay. Now, they didn't use the term PST file. I like that you know that, though, because yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's, it, it's, she was downloading her emails to a local PST file. Yeah. They said they have no backups. Turns out, that's not necessarily the case.
9: Take a look at the backups. But no, the news today from the IRS Inspector General is it a month after they discovered this problem, IRS technicians destroyed 422 backup tapes that the inspector... J-
0: Have you ever, in your entire IT career, been told to destroy backup tapes? No. No, because they're the backups! Why would you destroy <laughs> backups? I don't know. I don't know why you would do that. God. The, so, it's so shady.
2: And you know what? They did it on purpose, obviously. Because they knew nothing bad's going
0: to happen. That's why. Ultimately? Yeah. Hmm.
2: What are they yeah. going to do? Nothing.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, I remember sitting at a meeting at Frontier Bank when Sarbanes-Oxley Sox was passed. Yeah. And they had the conversation went like this. Do we build an ultimate email retention system or do we just decide never to retain our emails? Because legally we think we can get away with that. It was really, it was an interesting conversation. I wonder if something similar happened in the IRS.
9: General says probably contained thousands of emails from Lois Lerner. And, and so what you're going to hear at this House committee is a m- number of Republicans saying how in the world could this Yeah
11: by Technically, I don't know, can you bring those back or are they gone for good?
9: Well, the, the backups are the backup. Now mm-hmm. it, we, we've we've heard <laughs> so many times <laughs> with so many technical, you know, scandals <laughs> that stuff never ever goes away. Uh-huh. So I, I don't think we can say for sure that it's all gone. We the IRS did a few months ago say they had found a number of uh, learners' emails. So we can't say that it's gone completely. But clearly, uh, backup tapes were a source of evidence. They were under subpoena in this case, mm-hmm. and hundreds of right. them were destroyed.
11: A couple more things, and I think this is significant too. The Inspector General is going to say that five or six potential of places where the emails would have been stored were never even looked at. Now, right. I, I mean, that go, if that's true, that goes to effort or lack of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to pause here because at this point, it obviously feels like Fox is digging. There's something up here, and you know, it's funny. Uh, <clears throat> I wonder how to talk about this in a way that doesn't sound stupid. But uh, you know, when Fox was like a dog with a bone with Benghazi, yeah. For the last year, I've rolled my eyes. And then, in the last month, they actually uncovered something significant. Yeah. And now, again, with these with these, uh, um, Lois Turner emails, and they're doing the same thing with Hill Dog emails. I told you that's not going away. You're right. I uh, told you. So, uh, you know, I look at this, and I think, in a way, they are a dog with a bone. Again, they are sticking to some of these stories that, at, at first pass... I roll my eyes at. And yeah. then as they stick with them over time, I'm starting to go, hmm, maybe there's some validity here.
11: Also brand new details now revealing the controversial relationship between Hillary Clinton and an aide the White House from Mr. Obama, the president refused to hire a massive document dump revealing that Secretary Clinton was actually getting advice from confidant <clears throat> Sid Blumenthal much earlier than previously
0: thought. Now, I want to stop here. So what is Fox News really uncovered? Hillary was getting emails from a Washington Insider. At first pass, oh, look at you, Fox. Not a big deal. You haven't really uncovered anything. But if you go a little bit deeper, what it is really, if you listen to this, to me it sounds like Hillary Clinton got a position called the Secretary of of State (laughs) and had no effing idea what to do. And so she relied on outside advisors. On-the-job training, Chris. Clinton friends to tell her what to do. And what they've actually uncovered in these State Department emails is that she was getting advised by people that are totally, absolutely outside the government system. They don't follow the chain of command. They don't I mean they're completely removed from the system. And what you have happen is for in order to be an effective person in government, in order to be the head of the State Department, Chase, to be the head of the State Department. You have to be advised by somebody outside of government. He bypasses the entire chain of command. He bypasses the entire bureaucracy. And at that top level, you get advised by these people outside the government. That's what these emails reveal. So, good morning, everybody.
11: A lot of emails here. I'm Bill Hemmer. Welcome here to America's News. A
7: lot of emails, indeed. Good morning, everybody. I'm Martha (laughs) McCallum. So, the State Department releasing 3,000 pages of emails overnight showing that the former Secretary of State got, in fact, a lot of sensitive advice from her old friend Sid Blumenthal and that they were talking to each other about state matters until back to 2009. Like-
0: now, this also matters a lot more if Hilldog becomes president. Sid Blumenthal is probably a name we should remember when she becomes president.
7: Like this one, showing Blumenthal passing on information about a personal phone call that he had just received from then-UK Prime Minister Gordon Brown.
11: So Ed Henry's camped out in the State Department live there this morning. Ed, good morning there. Tell us about these emails with Blumenthal and why his presence and communication is so significant now.
12: Alert! He, here's why this is a big deal. The Obama
11: White House at the
12: beginning in 2009 banned Sid Blumenthal from becoming an employee here,
0: employee here at the State Department. He didn't like Obama didn't like him. And yet, yeah, Hill Dog was using him for direct consult- consultation. Uh. Why? Because of political dirty tricks he had done
12: in the 2008 campaign on behalf of the Clinton team, by the way, against Barack Obama. Isn't uh. that interesting? Uh. So there were Democrats inside the White House. I remember Robert Gibbs, who I was covering, the White House press secretary at the time, who blocked Blumenthal because he said, we don't want this guy inside the administration. What these emails reveal is behind the scenes, secretly, basically. Uh, Sid Blumenthal was advising the then-Secretary of State, as you say, uh, phone calls with Gordon Brown, the U.K. Prime Minister, uh, helping her put together speeches for a trip to Germany, uh, giving her information about Afghanistan
0: and the war there. Very sensitive information. So the second... Secretary of State is getting information about Afghanistan. Yeah. Not from the Pentagon, not from the CIA, not from Google. <laughs> that would actually almost be more legit. Yeah. She's getting it. From an old friend, Sid Blumenthal. Ah, Sid. So it raises new questions
12: about whether there was sort of this secret diplomatic, secret intelligence channel for the then Secretary of State. With right,
0: what is she sharing with somebody outside of the
12: government? What yeah. is she telling him? Right, Sid Blumenthal around the White House. In fact, one of the most fascinating emails uh, is PJ Crowley, who was then a press aide here, uh, sends an email to Cheryl Mills, Hillary Clinton's chief of staff, saying, "Oh my God, uh, Sid Blumenthal just ran into an, an Associated Press reporter." and told him i'm around this building all the time so this may leak out that sid blumenthal is here why was that such a big secret it raises questions
11: okay what about sure does sure does about the fact the president's top aides Did, did not want him hired and did not have Hillary Clinton's email account. The president's top aides didn't
0: know Hill Dog's email address.
12: Well, so there's an email, a couple of emails involving Rahm Emanuel, the White House chief of staff, where one of his aides says, look, he's on the phone right now with the secretary of state, and she's saying uh, that she wants uh, Rahm to email her something. What is Hillary Clinton's email? Why is that significant? This was not in January of 09 At the beginning, this was September 09, nine months into the administration, the White White House chief of staff did not have her personal email address, which from these thousands of emails we now see,
0: she was using for official business. I know. I mean, it is totally office gossip, but at the same time, how busted is it that the White House didn't know Hill Dog's email address? Yep. That is so ridiculous. I don't even know what to do with it. She wasn't updated in the exchange directory. Chris. Right. It's right. only they, fair. They needed to set up a forwarder to her outside uh, account because right. she wasn't yeah. in the domain. Anyways, I think it's a little bit sad, too. Oh, Because you know she's going to be running the place pretty soon, and uh, she's got all these old connections. It's just kind of nuts. Uh, Chase. Um, yes, Chris. <clears throat> should we stop and thank the patrons before we get into Russia? I think we should. I, I, I really want to thank the patrons uh, this week. Absolutely. So last week, uh, I had, on Wednesday, about 3 o'clock, I, I started to get... I've never really experienced Chris a migraine. It's not fair good. No. I, I've, I, this is my second one I've ever really had in my entire life. And uh, I thought it was a headache. Then it developed into like this whole stomach thing, and it was really awful. And it made it hard to look at the screen, and so I had to take the day off. Right. And I had to, like when when did I message you? Because I was like, it, I,
2: it was literally like uh, 30, 40 minutes before I was yeah, about to leave. I was
0: like, because I remember I was like, like, can I do this? Can I do this? Right. I, and I was like, and I then can't. You had a, I can't even look at the screen of, to organize of, right. the clips. There's no way I can do this. Yeah. And so uh, you know, I I felt bad because th- this the listener supported shows are more important to me than anything else we
2: do because those are the ones. That go directly to the people who support
0: us. And long term, that's, you know, the listeners are what matters. And so Mm -hmm. I felt extremely bad, so I made a video, I posted it only available to our patrons, and I said, sorry, we can't do a show this week. Yeah. We wanted to, but Chase and I were like, Chase was on call over the week, plus I had Father's Day. Yeah. Which was delayed, I had a delayed Father's Day, and it just made it impossible. So I want to say thank you to our patrons for understanding, and, and like surprisingly awesome and amazing responses. People were like, take the week off. Enjoy Father's Day. It was really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, the Um, Unfilter show is listener-supported. We don't have any sponsors. We could. We've actually been approached um, on several occasions by sponsors. And our our feeling is, is, well, yeah, we could make that work. Chase and I are professional enough. We could make that work. I just don't think that shouldn't be the priority of the Unfilter show. The priority of the Unfilter show should be Whatever we want to talk about,
2: right? Because what happens is, as soon as you bring in a sponsor, like it could be a sponsor that we love right now, today, and we could say some awesome things about them, and then the very next day, some NSA story pops up that maybe mentions them or their parent company, yeah, or something like that. That's awkward. And then now, what are we supposed to do? Are we censoring ourselves? Do we start to justifying talking that about in it? The show? No. And right.
0: here's the it's, other yeah. thing, and this is the part that I think. Long-term, because that is the what-if scenario. Yeah. Uh, But here is the every single week where it makes a difference. And I think this is maybe a bigger deal. Right. Every single week, I think, what's going to make 407 people happy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sitting here like Neil Patel at The Verge. I'm not sitting here at Engadget. I'm not thinking, what's going to get the most clicks for my ad views? What's going to drive the most people to share this file? What's the most inflammatory thing I can say about the NSA? What or kind about Putin of buzzwords right. can I put in the top right. of my article right. to get? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. Th- that's not what drives this show. Yep. And that means every single week when we sit down to these microphones, Our priority is talking about what actually matters. That's right. And we don't have to worry about driving traffic to the show to give our sponsors the results that they require to keep paying us. That's right. And that is a race you have to keep running. Some shows are inherently set up for that. Like the Linux Action Show. Every single week, I showcase what's amazing in Linux Mm -hmm. and open source. Yep. That's a no-brainer for sponsorship because – that That's a race that's The open source world is like running that race for me This is talking about politics It's talking about people It's talking about corrupt governments It, it does not lend itself to clickbait Not to have an honest discussion And that's why patreon.com Slash unfilter makes this a different show Than any other weekly news show you listen to That's
2: right that's why we can talk about Your open source solution that failed on this show <laughs> As opposed to the Linux oh, Action oh, Show
0: Oh yeah yeah Burn on cloud <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, man.
0: So if you go over to patreon.com slash unfilter, you can join an elite club that keeps the show yep. on the air. So we have a couple of different price points. <clears throat> you get in around the basic level, you're going to get the supporter show. Yeah. That's nice. It's, it's more
2: content. You get bonus content. You get a way to jump in and find out some more stuff, behind the scenes stuff. Uh, thanks, we'll start tracking. Stories. We
0: often will track stories yeah. uh, in that supporter show before they make it into the show, so you get yeah. way more context. Uh then if you kick it up to like $5 or more, then you unlock the huge Woo! experience. You get the supporter sync that and gives now, you the
2: full it, it's, it's it's like you young. can have like five shows in one show. You it have is, all these clips. Yeah, and now
0: so uh, one of the cool things incredible. is because of our support from our audience since we hit episode 400. Yeah. We've been able to help I mean 400 patrons,
2: not episode 400. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. 400 patrons um we are now able to hire a unfiltered Producer, that's right. Who is producing clips? Now here's the difference. Yeah, way more clips for our supporters now too. Like the unfilter after time and overtime, and like everything you get in the supporter sync when you're a five dollar supporter. So now there's supporter. even
2: more benefit. More,
0: you get even more benefit. More, more. so more. like by by them contributing more to the show, it immediately, immediately resulted in more so, for them. So
2: it, think of it better than a 41k investment.
0: No. No. Yeah, because you put money into the show okay. and now you're getting more in return. <laughs> that's true. Come uh, on. Yes. So go over there and keep the show on the air Uh patreon.com/unfiltered. Yes. <laughs> we made it to 150 episodes, that's not so We're bad. We're not Greece You know, and really, I a shout <laughs> no, yeah. A shout out to producer Matt. Yeah. Literally saved the show at the last minute. Uh something else? I gotta say, I'm I'm sorry to keep going on, but I have to say this. Okay, we couldn't do a regular uh, supporter show this week because um, we lost all of our clips before the show. Yeah, three minutes, really, three minutes before we like hit record. We could before before we decided to start the show. We weren't sure if we were just going to freestyle and have zero clips, or if we would have some clips. It's thanks to producer Matt. Do we have any clips at all this week? He did an emergency Dropbox restore. I installed Dropbox over here. We synced it back up. The clips are literally coming in as we play them. Thanks to Producer Matt. If it was not for Producer Matt this week, we would have just canceled the show.
2: Yeah. We wouldn't have had anything.
0: And the meta story there is, because you got us to 400, we could make that happen. And we have a show today. Yeah. Patreon.com slash unfiltered. Thank you, everybody. Thanks so much again. So let's continue on now, Mr. Chase. Yes, sir. I would uh, like to talk about Russia. Now, what do we always say? On well, actually, you've always said it, Chase. But what have you always said here on the show? Show me the AC. Oh,
2: show me the money. <laughs> oh, no, oh, that one. Close, sorry, close.
0: sorry, sorry, I was close. Uh, and uh, now that, uh, the, so there is a lot going on. The Ukraine uh, is uh, <laughs> it gets its oil from Russia, and Russia has decided that it now needs to pay full price. And because the Ukraine has failed to pay full price, Russia has cut off the oil. To the Ukraine no this is, this is huge Oh no it's biggest hard, story this
8: week this is only six months ago. Vladimir Putin and his Ukrainian counterpart ousted President Yanukovych signed a deal which knocks a third off the
0: price Ukraine pays Russia for gas supplies. so before uh, all s went down before I'm
8: driving off laughing, this is what I'll say. <laughs>
0: so before uh the ukrainian government had a little bit of a uh, change of heart and yes. uh, a couple of people stepped in a couple of people stepped out before all of that russia cut a hell of a deal back in december of 2013 with ukraine to give them a hell of a discount uh that deal's not so valid oh, anymore. no that was then now the latest casualty of the ukrainian
8: crisis is its cheap energy Russia's state gas exporter Gazprom announced Ukraine won't get any more gas unless it pays up front, and then briefed Russian Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev. They were
9: offered super preferential conditions, even when compared with the gas corporation during the previous presidential term. However, they haven't agreed to these terms and have artificially created a
10: gas crisis.
8: The ultimatum follows the breakdown of an EU-brokered attempt to secure a new deal. Russia wanted to return prices to full 2009 levels, but offered to waive export duty, an effective discount of $100. Ukraine wanted the price agreed by Putin and Yanukovych, though did offer a bit more for an interim period. The two sides also disagreed over a demand for a back payment of $1.9 billion.
0: So Russia's actually been more flexible than I realized there. That's essentially it. That's a $100 discount.
8: Part of a total Ukrainian gas debt, Russia puts at over $4 billion.
0: Oh yeah, that's the other thing about this is they're in the hole four billion dollars. Oh,
2: that's that's a that's a big
0: hole. Yeah.
8: Both now say they're filing lawsuits over that. Iraq is already stoking Are they concerns Judge over
0: <laughs> Would that be great? I wish.
13: This now, is- uh, now while I'm right. speaking,
0: yeah. Could you imagine Judge Judy sitting there making her judgments? Oh, hold on, hold on. I got a better idea. President Obama. Oh really? And what would he say? He would probably say something like... Yeah, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. No,
0: no, 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 no. Man, once no, he's no, at office... No, Wait. No. Hey! hey. <laughs> That's good, dude. Russia
8: supplying know. around 15% of Europe's gas needs fire Ukraine. Markets are rattled. Russian stocks down over 2%. Robert Halver is with Bader Bank in Frankfurt. We have to stand together, the European Union, and say, dear Russians, we need your gas, which gives you an advantage as well. So put the conflict aside. <laughs> Otherwise, we have a huge new potential conflict, which nobody needs and will be negative for the
10: markets. Gazprom
8: oh. says supplies to Europe won't be affected. The EU says it'll try to convene a new round of talks. With no end in sight to the conflict in Ukraine, Commerce Bank's Darren Sindon thinks Europe may have to step in.
4: We'll have to see if, uh, if Ukraine, you know, uh, plays ball and passes on the supply. I suspect since it wants to remain in the, the EU's good books, it will do that. Oh. So there's actually
0: a risk. <laughs> you like that?
2: That's great phrase.
0: Thank you. There's actually a risk that once the Ukraine gets its gas, it won't pass it on to the EU. Right. They'll, then, just, they'll, they'll just keep it. Because <laughs> <clears throat> remember, Chase, what's kind of one of the interesting little factoids about the uh, Ukraine? They got all these pipelines. Yeah. Yeah, they can just uh,
2: – they can use a prism-like device and <laughs> take a little bit off the top. Isn't
0: it interesting that all of this conflict and unrest and government upset is happening in a country that connects Russia's oil pipelines to the EU? Yeah. Isn't that isn't that a coincidence, Chase? Yeah,
2: kind
4: of. A coincidence, Chase. I could imagine a situation perhaps going forward where, where the EU acts as some kind of – when it's broker or guarantor – of the debt for the Ukraine, and maybe that will be the way ahead to try and placate the Russians.
0: You hear what he's saying there? So yeah. what he's saying is that someone else the, the EU yeah, will, get, will, back the, will back the debt, yeah. and because they're doing that, the Ukraine will be in the pocket of the EU and will have to continue to deliver the oil. It all comes mm-hmm. down to the oil. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Now, uh, I've I got to talk a little bit more about uh, this one. So we've talked a lot about Russian aggression. Whenever we talk about Russian aggression, we never really talk about U.S. aggression, but there's two sides to each coin.
13: Ukraine fighters under fire from Russian-backed separatists.
0: Now, um, I, you you are always good at spotting this one, Chase. So yes. uh, let's keep let's watching the attributions of this video. Russian
13: right. military moves largely unchecked.
0: So a YouTube channel for this clip.
13: In this part of Eastern Europe.
0: Reuters for this one.
13: The U.S. and NATO military response. Some of the biggest allied military exercises ever. So we're
0: doing full, like, invading the shores, shooting the guns, doing the boats. This is our show of force.
13: 13,000 ground and maritime forces, nearly 50 ships, more than 60 aircraft, and they aren't done. More is on the way. Thanks, buddy. Meeting with U.S. allies in Europe, Defense Secretary Ash Carter announced the U.S. will increase pre-positioning of heavy weapons.
9: American rotational forces need to move more quickly and easily to participate in training. And
6: exercises here.
0: So I want to I underscore what we're doing here. We are pre-positioning heavy weapons. We are doing a full uh, show of force. We are we're, delivering, we're practicing. We're delivering tanks to our NATO allies. And we are doing this all. Look at that. Uh, what does that, that lower third say right there?
2: Uh, U.S. sending tanks to stop Russian aggression.
0: That's not what he said. Interesting. Uh, we are, we are doing, uh, 30, we've sent 13,000 troops, yep. we are giving them heavy weapons, yep. we are balking up the missile platforms, Yep. and yet, it's in response to whose aggression?
2: Uh, Russia's aggression.
9: We will temporarily stage one armored brigade combat team's vehicles and associated equipment in countries in Central and Eastern Europe.
13: It will include nearly 90 battle tanks... Wow. 140 armored vehicles and some 20 pieces of heavy artillery Woo! to be stored in the Baltics, Romania, Bulgaria, and Poland.
0: Look at that. Look at that map. Uh, hey, Chase, on that map there, uh, where great. is uh, Russia relative to, uh, say, Estonia, uh, Latvia? And uh,
2: they are to the east. They yeah. are to the right. Right yeah. up there
0: against the border, huh? Yeah. It's interesting. I wonder why we picked those ones. I wonder why. And probably just just probably just convenience a convenience. Coin- convenience yeah
2: yeah it's
13: brought out for future training exercises a message to russian president vladimir putin
14: it is a an indicator of what we are prepared to do mm. uh when i think a few years ago he believed we were neglecting the continent of europe he thought okay it's it's now my time to attempt to influence uh some of the nato nations or the european nations to swing back toward my side
13: After the Air Force talked about putting F-22 fighter jets in Europe, Putin fired back.
14: If someone threatens our territories, we will have to aim our armed forces and modern attack capabilities at those who threaten us. What else can we do?
13: If Russia were to move against Europe, the U.S. has also committed to contribute weapons, aircraft and troops to a new NATO rapid reaction force.
0: Can you believe this? Does this make you a little sick? Can you believe we are
2: witnessing this happen again? The more we change, the more we stay the same. That's the key message. The United
14: States still sees its European partners as being critically important for
6: security.
0: I just I wow. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe we're watching this. And I'm going to play one more clip on this topic because it just blows me away so much and then we'll wrap up on the subject.
15: It's America's most advanced fighter jet, and the stealthy F-22 Raptor could be heading to Europe in the future to counter Russian aggression, says the head of the U.S. Air Force. The biggest threat on my mind is what's happening with Russia and the activities of Russia, Air Force Secretary Deborah James said, quoted by several publications. As tensions between Russia and the West Mount, NATO is changing its posture, showing off its capabilities in maneuvers like this recent amphibious assault exercise in Sweden involving American forces. And the U.S. is also planning to station weapons, including tanks and fighting vehicles, in Eastern European NATO member countries for the first time since the end of the Cold War. All this, as Russia announced, it will increase its nuclear arsenal by 40 additional missiles. Uh,
9: This is something which we are addressing, and uh, it's also one of the reasons why we now are uh, increasing the readiness and the preparedness of our forces.
15: Some members, especially Eastern European nations close to Russia's borders, have increased their military spending. But not everyone is equally pitching in, with many Western European NATO members still not meeting requirements to spend at least 2% of their GDP on defense.
5: There isn't a common perception of what the threat is. For the East Europeans, the threat is existential. It is immediate, it's on the borders. Oh, the borders. For the West, West Europeans, the threat is still one that is more or less theoretical.
15: Russian President Vladimir Putin has warned the West not to build up military capabilities close to its borders. If someone threatens our territories, we will have to aim our armed forces and modern attack capabilities at those who
0: threaten us, he said. What else can we do? What else can we do? Uh, not. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, they have to respond. They, ha-
2: they have to? I don't know. I mean, takes a bigger man, take off his shirt, fight a crocodile. That's
0: easy to say when you're not the one being attacked. Yeah. I don't know.
2: I mean, uh, I, I I understand, but at the same time, it's like, you know, there's always two roads. There's the high road and the low road, right? I mean, what's the end game? The end game is what? We pull the triggers? Is that the ultimate end game? Is that what both sides want? No. No. I don't think so. I don't think they want to see their own people. This is going to be probably yeah. one of the
0: most least popular things I've ever said on the show. But, um, and maybe I'm wrong, and I will totally accept that I could be wrong on this. But from what I have read in history, and during the Cold War, there was a couple of amazing moments where it literally came down to a dude pushing a button. Like, if you can believe that, like, the entire situation, yeah. there was uh, a mistake that happened that uh, Russia believed they were uh, a U.S. missile launch had occurred and uh there was people in an outpost all of their data was telling them that united states nuclear missiles were coming in on them and these these russians had to make a decision they were the ones in the position to make a decision whether to return fire or not right and now this is just i'm i'm just recalling the story from memory and they decided not to push that button not to return that fire like they had and it turned out it was a malfunction. And it's a pretty damn good thing they didn't push the button. And I, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot that shows in history that they've made some pretty rational decisions. Um, but that was a lot. That was a different time. It was a different leadership. And I just feel like I, I I almost can't believe that we're poking this bear. Yeah. I mean, I, it just feels like, really? This is, but you know, at the same time, uh, maybe there's no other way around. I, I, who am it's I to say?
2: time to move to Mars. <laughs> right,
0: right. Uh, I want to talk about the situation just quickly because we've got to talk about this. This has been developing since uh, episode 148. Greece. Have you heard about this at all? Yeah, there, we,
2: I, I did drop the little grease bomb a little bit ago. Oh, that's right. All right, so yeah. let, me,
0: uh, let me roll this for those who are not familiar.
16: In the harsh light of day, Greeks take shelter from their new reality, having to queue for a daily sum of 60 euros. Across Athens, these are now the scenes of despair. It's been one of the worst days, um, as long as I remember. This is the worst day in Greece. Um, Last night was the most traumatic night. There was never such a thing as, you know, uh, no money um, in the ATMs or anything. Uh, And people are very confused about what to do. It's this confusion that has many running to ATMs, fearing that they may soon run out of cash. This is, after all, a country that relies more on cash than cards. Despite the rain, Greeks continue to queue. That queue going further down, many people sheltering from... The rain. The majority of people we've seen have been able to take out the limit of 60 euros. But <laughs> we have spoken to several pensioners who said they have not been able to take out not even a single euro. While today people may be somewhat optimistic, the reality of the crisis may set in in the next couple of days.
0: So, so 60 euros is the limit at the ATM. Wow. People are queuing up at the ATMs to, to uh, take out some money. Uh, and uh, you got to wonder, of course, because we're here in the U.S. of A., uh, how's it going to impact us?
14: So, Richard, how could what's happening in Greece end up having an impact on oh my God, it's Anderson. the United States and
0: elsewhere? Who, Chase? Who, Chase?
4: Oh, my God! Oh it's my Anderson, God.
0: Anderson Cooper!
4: <laughs> <laughs> Good job, buddy. Thanks, man. I think it has an effect on the rest of the world uh, through the wider European picture, particularly the eurozone. For example, if Greece really does go down the tubes, goes bankrupt, even if it does leave the euro, the Grexit that people are talking about, then you're looking at a situation where Europe has great volatility. The markets in Europe could be in turmoil and it, Europe is the United States' largest trading partner, and it is a very, very short fuse between uh, European markets and the United States. Now,
0: I, I can't stand this guy, so I'm going to stop right here. But uh, one of the things that's interesting, Chase, is uh, they needed some money to make another payment, like a uh, $1.7 billion payment that did. Yeah, just didn't a make. small payment. Yeah. Uh, it is it is weird. It is small when you think about some of the money we throw around in this country. But uh, here's what's weird. Is the EU... I, I'm getting, I might get this wrong. I'm sorry. They were going to get extended a loan. Right. And then the Greece government said, all right, great. Thank you for the details on the loan. Thank you for telling us all this stuff. What we're going to do now is we're going to put this loan to a vote to the people. Oh, jeez. And we're going to let the people decide. And... As soon as they suggested they were going to do that, No, we're done. We're not going to give you a loan. Loan's off. We're not even going to let you take it to a vote. Loan's off. Loan's off. So they missed their payment and they default on a $1.7 billion payment.
4: There is no other way to put this. Here in Greece, a financial calamity has just arrived. Greece has defaulted. On a $1.7 billion payment to the International Monetary Fund if that payment has not been made. We believe it hasn't been made. There's no indication that it has. And at this late hour, there's a deafening quiet at the front of Greece's Parliament building. Good evening. I'm Richard Quest. Richard, you are a tool. So, uh. <laughs> isn't it? Uh, isn't it? I
0: am Richard Laser Quest. <laughs> laser quest. <laughs> so yeah, uh it is a serious situation in Greece and uh I don't I don't I don't quite know what to make of it to be honest with you because when I look at this, I think to myself, uh 1.7 billion dollars is more money than I can fathom. Yeah. But it is n- definitely not more money than we have. Like it, it, people have 1.7 billion I just like I can't believe that all of this is going down over 1.7 billion dollars at the same time. It it does kind of blow my mind. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's money man it's it's more than 1.7 but that was the payment yeah that was the payment that they had to make so uh something big happened since uh, 148 the supreme court made a bit of a decision
12: now to that historic supreme court decision legalizing same-sex marriage across the land and it's profound the five to four vote in many ways reflecting the huge societal shift of the last 20 years the president saying today there are days like this when that slow steady effort is rewarded with justice that arrives like a thunderbolt we'll have all the celebrations across the
2: I thought the big decision was Lester Holt becoming the anchor of the NBC Nightly News.
0: We're going to get to that. I know. Country
12: you can also hear from those left disappointed by the decision.
0: <laughs> yeah, like me. Prefer? By Lester, not, not the Supreme Court decision. <laughs> so let's
12: get to the court and our justice correspondent, Pete Williams. Pete, set the scene for us. Uh. Lester, good evening. It's the most important gay rights ruling ever, and it's the culmination of decades of legal battles. It comes from a Supreme Court that just 30 years ago said gay people could be punished as criminals. A huge cheer, then singing as the decision reaches the crowd out front. The historic ruling struck down the bans on same-sex marriage still in effect in 14 states, all of them in the South and the Midwest. It was already legal everywhere else. Justice Anthony Kennedy wrote the 5-4 to ruling joined by the court's liberals. The right of same-sex couples to marry is part of the liberty promised by the Constitution, Kennedy said which grants them equal dignity in the eyes of the law. After the decision was announced, the crowd seemed to grow, people
0: wanting to celebrate and be closer to the Supreme Court. Were you down in Seattle at all during Pride?
2: Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and even some, some people in our chat room are saying this right now, but um, there's been the argument about states' rights on this. Well, I'm sorry, the Constitution also trumps some states' rights, like freedom of speech, you know, certain amendments, things like that. Um uh, hmm. But you know something like this: all men are created equal. Isn't that in there somewhere? I thought you know everybody's created equal. I guess we're not. If if you're against it, I don't. What are know. we
0: arguing right now?
2: Well, you against know, against gay marriage. Well, that, someone someone in the chair was saying that this decision is trumping states' rights, as in forbidding oh, gay marriage. Oh, 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 that oh. that kind of thing. Like especially the states in the South who didn't want to, you know, prove it.
0: I guess I, I want to back up. Can we go back one yeah. level? Because here's yeah. what I've never quite grogged isn't marriage okay so i i I guess some people believe marriage is an institution of the church and then some people believe that marriage is a contract from the state it's a corporation now here's where i come (laughs) down do you or do you not have to get a license to be married you do yeah ergo it is a facility of the state Yep. Marriage is a contract facilitated and legally recognized by the state that presents us some eighty to two hundred benefits, depending on which doctrine you go by. Yeah, some taxes, Every, everything health, from taxes to medical. Yeah, you got it here. That is given to you once you have what is called a license. Right. A license is issued to you by the government. Right. Yeah. Okay. So marriage, by that, by if you want all of the legal benefits entitled to you by marriage. That you have to have a license to be married, right? correct? Just like the same, if you want to form a corporation, right. you have to have a license to just do I so. just want to make sure. Yeah. I know, I'm kind you're of, you're 100% of clear. That is a state function, correct? Right, that's correct. Okay, that is that a license is issued to you by the government, correct? Right. That's correct. Now, is it also not part of the core founding of the United States that there is a separation between church and state? That is correct. So, did you not just confirm to me that if you want all of the benefits legally of marriage, you have to acknowledge it is a state thing? That is correct. Ergo... Marriage, as we see it today in 2015, is an agreement between two individuals and the state, and there is a legal separation of church and state. Therefore, it is not an establishment of the church. Now, marriage between two people religiously can be something completely different. Right. I could I say I'm married to you because I do a show with you for 149 weeks in a row.
2: And you know what? I don't wear pants, and I would agree with if that. If
0: you and I want to call that marriage, and we go to the Church of Unfilter, and our pastor at the Church of Unfilter named Matt marries us, and as far as our religion is concerned, you and I are married— then that is fine. Hallelujah, brother. And Anybody can accept that. But if you want the legally provided protections and and benefits given to you by the state, then you have to acknowledge the founding of our country is based on the separation of church and state. And therefore... It is the state's decision on what legally defines marriage. If you don't accept that, then you also need to negate all of the benefits provided to you by the state for being married, and just accept your religious community marriage from your church. And if you're okay with that, then that can be your own sanctimonious thing, that your marriage is not defined by the state, it is defined by your church, and they don't have to allow gay marriage, and you can go to the churches that do or do not allow that, and that can be your own private decision. However, if you wish to benefit by the privileges provided by the state for being married, then and you must now forward acknowledge what the state defines as marriage. It has nothing to do with the church. That's as simple as it to me. And why people don't see it as obvious as that, I don't understand. Because that has nothing to do with religion. That has nothing to do with political leaning. That is literally the fucking definition of how it is set up. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't understand why it's such a big deal. Right. that If yeah. you don't like it that way, then do not accept the benefits the state provides you. Go with your own private definition. It is just a term. And you, as an individual in this world, have your own rights and privileges to define what a term means to you and that couple. And if you decide marriage to you is something that the state doesn't say what it is, that's absolutely fine.
2: Yeah. No, I, I fully agree with everything you said there, man. All right. Everything.
0: Should right. we move on to uh, Bri because you called this one, you should... Wait, I, find, I need to slip, find this! Slip to oh the, my God. Flip to the Red Book while I play it's this one. Here.
12: Brian Williams apologized on Friday and accepted a demotion after NBC barred him from returning to the anchor chair. He spoke to his colleague Matt Lauer about a downward spiral that began with a false war story about Iraq.
11: Two of our four helicopters were hit (laughs) by ground fire, including the one I was in. No kidding. uh, RPG and and AK-47. Looking back, it had to have been ego that made me think I had to be sharper, funnier, uh, quicker uh, than anybody else.
0: You know, it's funny. When I read that statement, I could believe it. When I watch him say it, it sounds rehearsed. It sounds like a PR person. Watch this. Tell, me this. tell me this isn't rehearsed. I, I, I like Brian, but when I watch this, uh-oh. I think I had to be sharper, funnier, uh, quicker. Let's talk about this. Like So, Chase, ask me why I lied. Uh, Chris, why did you lie? Why did you not tell the truth? Chase, Yeah. my ego made me feel like... I need to be sharper, quicker uh, than anybody else. Isn't your ego you? That's not how people talk. That's not how people organically talk, right? No, they
6: don't. No. Uh, Than
11: anybody else. Uh, Put myself closer to the action.
6: You say, I was not trying to mislead people, but I I, I need to make sure we we understand each other here. Did you know when you went on Nightly News that you were telling a story that was (laughs) not true?
0: Now, there is... There is something I, – I don't know what it is, but my gut tells me there is a very good reason why Matt Lauer got this interview. Do you have any insights on this? Why did Matt Lauer get this and interview? By the way, so
2: this was also debuted on a Friday. Just want to. Uh, I just want to remind everybody.
0: Okay. All right. We've gotten into this far enough. Let's back up. You've pretty much called this entire thing from day one. I did. And you, and and so I. I gotta, I'm very proud of I, this. I, I gotta I'm know. I'm very what proud. It, so what? Do you, okay. Recap to the folks. All right. Back on episode you
2: 133 In the red of book? the Unfiltered Show. Nice, buddy. Man. By the way, we. I wish we could just call up that clip. I know. God. I know. In the future. I know. Episode 133 on February 11th, 2015. Okay. Um, I said Brywy, or actually you wrote this down but uh, it's really hard to read your I'm chicken sorry, strap i know Brian will not return I said he will not come back you said uh, he's coming back I did yeah, he's I coming did. back I did
0: I think long term I might be right but I think I like your take on it long term so here,
2: here's, my, here's my long game on this yeah you guys may not realize this, but Brian is not fully gone from the no, NBC News family. He's, he's
0: not. No, in fact, he's still, gonna, he's still got another deal coming up. In fact, this is why I think— uh, you, Oh, you have a clip for this. I do. I think this is why I so, think this is why Lauer got this. So, so he's going to
2: play a clip here. Chris is going to play a clip, and I'll explain after the clip the long game on this.
12: Speaking of identity theft, Brian Williams is back in something we like to call—
0: Time served.
12: Time served. Yes. After six months in NBC purgatory, Brian <laughs> Williams is back on our flat screens and into our hearts. I miss you to pieces, Brian. Congratulations on your new role as breaking news anchor on MSNBC. Breaking news anchor on MSNBC. That's like being the tour guide on the Hindenburg. Oh.
0: So he's moving to MSNBC, All right. buddy.
2: All right. So this is the long game that NBC is playing This here. is so, so genius. So. And when I told Chris about this, I, I, I totally subscribe. You, you, yeah, you, you're like, you're giving me a standing O. <laughs> so, so here's what's going to happen. As you guys may not know, and obviously if you haven't been following the news, because you're not supposed to watch the news.
0: Yeah, because we're covering it for we're you.
2: We're covering it for you. <laughs> Lester, Lester and NBC News has been having the worst ratings ever. ever. Yeah, they're bad. Ever okay it, yeah, now and no wait, disrespect to Lester no no and Lester's a fine journalist and he can drop it like it's hot he's a fine journalist he's not necessarily an anchor though right he's great and he does the weekends superbly yes uh, however since he has taken over the ratings have plummeted David Muir of ABC News has pulled the number one spot yep they are kicking butt and yeah. CBS is hey we're second now woo. But here's what's going on going to happen okay bry Y is on msnbc which by the way last place as well not doing too well msnbc is in the so so i have added a little twist to to my theory on this chris and i don't know if you know this first thing is mr bry Y is going to be doing the breaking news thing on msnbc it might help those ratings it actually might pull them up a little bit but this is the long game good point this is the long game the ratings are not going to improve for mbc they would have improved already but they haven't. They can't. They can't. They but can't. they will say Brian has been the bright spot, right? So they're going to say, you know, Brian. I, I say it's going to be six months. It's going to be some time. You got to play the long game on this. But Bry Wy maybe is, it's maybe it's post twenty sixteen election could be or actually for the twenty sixteen election they're going to bring him into the NBC his. Oh, we need
0: his help. Only Brian Williams. Light bulbs just went off. Give it
2: to me. Twenty sixteen, they're going to bring him in for election coverage. Yeah, they're going to bring him in for the primaries. Yeah. They're going to bring him in for the uh, debates. They're going to bring him in for all this special coverage. Sure. And
0: then what's going to happen is the ratings gonna... are going to reflect, and we're going to see Brian in a new way. We're right. going to see him be more cash, right? right? And, and the public's going to love Brian. They're going to like, "Wow, we really
2: missed Brian." You know yeah. what? He's being more genuine. He's being more thoughtful we should give him one more chance and what's going to happen is the inevitable He'll replace gonna, lester uh, he will come back Because in
0: the meantime do you think lester's okay so here's a couple he things i need here's a couple of things i need you to write in the book yeah and i don't feel like i have a clear opinion on this but i All want right. you to write down two things i All want right. you to make a call in the book on the red book on two things number right, one, one will lester's ratings continue to decline they can't get any worse than they are. I know, right? That's so the problem. Will, okay, so is there another way to ask that? Um, will Lester's ratings beat ABC by the t- no, no? Okay, so no, Lester never, that, I right. don't even write. Neither put that in blood. Okay, all right. <laughs> so uh, what I'm trying to get out of you though is when what, what, in your in your scenario, when does Bry White come back as the main anchor? Because that seems like a really huge move. That can't. I don't know if a year is enough time. No, no, no. Well, see here. Remember.
2: Uh, when are the first debates? When are the first primaries? We're looking at six
0: months. Yeah, they're uh, coming
2: eight up. Months, yeah. Eight months. Eight yeah. months. I think February, right? February uh, 2016. Someone please look that up. But I think it's February 2016, all right, is when the first debates, first primaries, March definitely for sure. You're going to see more White on, on main network. See, I think
0: you have two things. You That's have, about eight months. you got to get the public's trust back, but at the same time you have the pressure of Lester's ratings. And it's fascinating to see this. But you know what? Eight months is, I think, a drop in the bucket. Honestly
2: Because the, the NBC News Is still going to be going NBC News Yeah That's not going to stop Yeah they still okay? have All the same anchors. I mean, CBS the same... was in Last place forever Yeah So that's not going to stop They're, they're not going to the... They're
0: still beating CNN and, and Fox Yeah so.
2: they're not going to stop hmm. But I, I really think By the end of the year You're going to see More of a, a, a Tippy toe approach
0: And Bri Wy will be back uh, but so I, you got to redbook this. So redbook it up. Why don't I play our high note? That's, uh, how
14: we go, uh, th- th- that's how we roll.
0: Let's play our high note, and you red book this up. By the time we're done, I'll get you to read it back to get it on audio. All right, no problem. But uh, this one comes from—do uh, you ever see this stuff before it hits the air? Like, did you see this report before it ever—do you ever see this kind of stuff?
2: Uh, I can't comment. Be
0: totes honest. Have you had any conversation in passing with uh, Steve Poole?
2: Yes once
0: <gasps> fancy I think I would actually be more thrilled to talk to Steve Poole than George Takei
2: yeah I I, 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 I had a conversation with Steve he needed me
0: to fix his wifi hotspot is he like where's he come up to you like body wise oh he he's a little shorter yeah. Anyways, uh, there's a lot going on In the uh, high note department uh, But uh, this time, it's not here in Washington It's in Oregon uh,
1: But nowhere to legally buy it July 1st is a day of celebration for pop proponents But critics within the marijuana world Say little will actually change Medical sales have been happening for years But for recreational users Buying marijuana anywhere isn't a legal option
14: Kate, who's Reed Andrews, is covering this story He joins us
0: now So how exactly can people get- Wow, look at them showing this shot First of all I like this shot. I like seeing the box lights. But you know what I don't like seeing? What? Do you see that box of junk behind the anchor there? Yeah. How gross is that? Can you uh, believe they're no, showing? Now, full,
2: full disclosure: I yeah. have remember my opinions are my own and not of my companies. Uh, this is a sister station. Yeah. of one of the stations. Right. That I, I know for. this
0: is not your operation no. down there. No. No. no, they wouldn't show. Como would never show a box of junk behind. Never, I. <laughs> Dude, I've watched Como almost thirty years now. I've never seen a box of junk behind the anchor.
2: Yeah. We're getting a new set, by the way.
0: Oh, really? Yes.
2: Ooh. Now read.
14: Well, Steve, they have to grow their own or have someone who's willing to give it to them. That's until at least October. It will be the only way to truly have legal weed in Oregon. Vancouver has a half dozen pot shops. This one, high-end marketplace, is just a few miles from Portland.
2: By the way, uh, hold on for people who don't know, uh, Vancouver they're talking oh, about. yeah, yeah, It's right. across the border in Washington it's in, State. It's our state. It's our state. Yeah. yeah. So they just go across the river. Yeah.
0: Hi. How are you? Good. Just got to check your ID. Make sure you have it on you.
2: The grapefruit's more of a sativa. $96. We've got
10: a whole amalgamation. Cookies, truffles, chocolates, tincture. Stop right
0: there, Chase. Hold on, Chase. Let's Whoa. pause it right there. Chase. Yes, Chris. Do you remember uh, from your uh, unfiltered cannabis education? Yes. Sativa versus indica. Do you remember the effects of the indica overall and the sativa? Yeah. Yes. Do you want to name them?
2: Uh, well, basically, one makes you sleepy. Or kind of like mellows y yeah. yeah. One gives you a perk in energy.
0: Yeah, kind of gives you a creative boost. Exactly. And it's funny because the sativa is the one that gives you kind of the boost, and it sounds like sativa always makes me think of siesta. Yeah. But no, sativa is sort of more like a caffeine effect. Right. And indica is more of a mellow. Yeah, and, and I think indica
2: in, in night. That's how I kind of equate it oh, to like, going go to sleep. Yeah. Oh, and that's then,
0: good. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good.
14: High end opened up earlier this
2: year. We go to the grows, make sure we do our homework.
14: As we sat in the shop, for an hour, a handful of Oregonians came in, handed over cash, and went home with some pot.
3: Beings that were pretty much the closest one over the bridge, I think we got around 30%.
14: While the sales are legal, a sign on the store's back wall tells the reality of taking this legal pot out of Washington. So even buying marijuana in Vancouver and then taking it to Oregon will be illegal. Yeah. Portland has more than 100 medical dispensaries citywide. This one, Bridge City Collective in North Portland, well, it's just that easy to get through the front door. But going down there, do you have your medical card? Medical cards are
0: required Stop! at dispensaries, at least for now. But that hasn't stopped people from trying. And ha- so this is a funny thing that happened here in Washington too, and it'll be better in Oregon. First, it gets legalized, then you get a way to buy it, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, look at the chat room. Look at the chat room it was all over it. They had, they totally, <laughs> they, they, they totally had the quiz. Right. So that that quiz right there. The reason why I asked that is a lot of times when people. Um, uh, sort of um, uh, stereotype of pothead, you know, they're a stoner, they're tired. Right. And, uh, you know, people who smoke weed are unmotivated. That right there actually betrays a lack of understanding of how cannabis works. Because there are actually cannabis that motivate you, that can make you creative, but also can make you paranoid. They can, they can trigger conditions in you. Uh, so uh, pot is not necessarily always something that mellows you out. And that's something that people should understand before they get involved with it. And right. people who sort of casually stereotype what a pot smoker acts like are sort of betraying a lack of understanding of the effects of pot, depending on if you right. buy Indicator Sativa. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, uh, when you, if, if you're somebody who has... Um, Who struggles with medical conditions, you know, you have to consider a sativa might be something that could aggregate those. And and if you're somebody who has, like, uh, stomach issues and somebody who needs to relax, then you might want to consider more of an indica because that might mellow you out a little bit.
2: And then the one thing, too, is, you know, thanks to applications out there like Leafly, for example – uh, you know that give not only you know education about strains and news and things that are happening that are that is out yeah, there. Yeah, it, it's really erasing the stigma. It's 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 getting out there and being educated. I mean that's why you see these big pot conventions. You, mm-hmm. you see these big things surrounding medical marijuana. I mean I don't know if you know uh, if you threw in the story this week about the White House uh, allowing now research. Oh, and lifting research seems. for medical marijuana. Uh, there if I didn't, was the, I'll try to throw in the show. Notes. Yeah, there was a, there was a, a, a big announcement about it um, earlier this week. I want to say the past couple of days. Uh, so it, it's a lot of these things where uh, it's erasing the stigma, and it's one of those things that it goes back to one of my original Red Book predictions way back when, where it will be eventually knocked down to a Schedule Two, and
0: yeah. and it, this this stigma will finally go away. I think we'll get to a point where uh, understanding the different strains of cannabis. Will kind of be like understanding the different strains of hops and un- and the different yeah. strains of coffee. Oh yeah, and you've got your like your quote unquote hipsters and your nerds and your geeks who get like. We've
2: done a story on this show about it. Remember yeah. the columnist? Yep. I think in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: you're gonna just like you have people who get really crazy about brewing beer. You're gonna have people that really understand the you know all oh, the yeah. nuances, and then you're gonna have people who don't. And that's just how I think that's just how the market plays out as it opens up to a wider and wider audience and a wider, wider variety. Yeah. Uh, It sort of just becomes like you have people who get super, super into something and really geek out on it like we do with things. And you have people who just kind of have a sort of, I mean, some of us might call it uh, ignorant, but they just sort of have a casual knowledge of something. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, we want your casual knowledge and your expert opinions. And
2: expert opinions on our show. Yeah. Head over to unfilter.reddit.com. That's yeah. the place you want to head to, uh, where you can add your stories, What think stories that we should be covering on future episodes. And not only that, you can engage in the conversation, So uh, you know, comment, reply. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let us know what you think, what country is going to be next yeah. that's been
0: spied upon. Unfilter.reddit.com, you'll yeah. see a feedback thread in there for episode 149. It's basically right. a way to make this show better. If you can't be a patron... And you still want to contribute? That's a great option. Absolutely. You know, you can also show up live, jblive.tv. We do this show on a Wednesday starting around usually 5-ish, depending on OnCloud, yeah. <laughs> over at uh, jblive.tv. That's specific. time. I have to, a prediction. A right book prediction. All right, all
2: right. OnCloud is not going to be
0: used anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't I think, think so. I think it's the last episode, I unfortunately. Gone. I Sorry. love it, but... It's got to go. Uh, so yeah, that's where you can find uh, the show live. Go to jupiterodcasting.com slash calendar. Get that converted to your local time zone because then you can hang out in our chat room. We're going to do a Mumble episode soon too. Yes. Or when we say Mumble, that's sort of Chris's shorthand for a call-in. It may be Mumble. It may be actual call-in. Yeah. You'll hear more about we, that We want to
2: do some experimenting yeah. here to see what works best for the show.
0: Chase, if I didn't get enough newness in my face, uh, how can I get some more of you throughout the week? You
2: can get newness on your phone or your tablet or your computer
0: screen uh-huh. at newness on Twitter, N-U-N-E-S. Ah. And if they want some more Chris in your face. I got a new account, buddy. You got to refollow me. Uh, it's the same name, but it's a new account, Chris L A S. Ah, yes. Chris
2: L A S. And also
0: check out geekgamer.tv for more Minecraft, me and other or Chase yeah, shenanigans. Geek, Geek
2: mm-hmm. You got packs coming up here yeah, in just buddy. a couple oh, of months. Oh, man. I'm looking forward to that.
0: And a return. I'll possibly. Check out Friday. Chase may be here for Tech Talk today. That's right. That's I totally right. forgot to plug that. So uh, join, tune us, join us and tune in for a live Tech Talk today and hang out in the mumble room. That's right. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for this week's episode of Unfiltered. See you right back here next week. week. All right, jbtitles.com. Let's pick our uh, you know, our, th- our shenanigans. Let's pick our shenanigans and then we will vote uh, boat. Can you pop me up? Jb 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 jb. My machine. Po- oh, oh. Uh, maybe. Let me see. Let me see what we get here. Nice. We'll put something that won't get us kicked off YouTube. Put on some Ron Rock. There's a Ron Rocks playlist there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking for the Ron Rocks.
0: Oh man, Hillary, let's see. Uh, hiding Hillary's helpers, nothing against mustaches. Nope, 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 nope. Russian, rushing rushing right, rushing towards war. That's kind of clever. Rushing towards war. Now remember, our uh, nice. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> our um, our intro clip was about um what was it about? What was it about? It was about the 4th of July imminent attack that's going to happen on the 4th of July. Is there a title around the 4th of July and, like, some sort of terrorism attack? Freedom from Terror? <laughs> Immovable Forces, I was here to witness the rise and fall of OwnCloud the mind of Chris. Yeah. I know. It's just, it's failed me so dramatically. And, like, the thing is, like, when it fails, like, this week, it it essentially devastated two oh, yeah. weeks. And, like, there's... We don't work harder on any other show than this show. So to work the to lose the work on this show, oh, it's disastrous. It's, it's not only disastrous to this show, but it's also it's time I could have spent making any other show on the network better, yeah, or making my relationship with sponsors better, yeah. or making more exclusive videos for our patrons. Like it is devastating across the board. Like it's so disappointing. So there, it's the cost of failure is so it's astronomical. It's not an option. It's not an op- That's why I'm willing to pay $700 a year for Dropbox Enterprise. Because I, I, literally, if it happened again, I would probably stop doing this show. Oh, it would frustrate me to no end. Because it's like, I agree. Yeah. So, like, $700 or never do the show again. And I know there's, I know there's Google Drive. Listen, right now, Jupiter Broadcasting uses Dropbox. BitTorrent Sync. OwnCloud, SpiderOak, and SyncThing. Five different sync solutions. Three of which have deep connections to open source. Okay? I'm not willing to do another. I'm not going to try Google Drive. I'm not going to try OneDrive. I'm not going to try... You're going to go with what freaking works. Sparkle, share, whatever. I'm I'm done with it. I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to get... Because here's what I get. I get, I get for, for $700, I get five one-terabyte Dropbox accounts, number one. Number two, I get absolute control. So if I want to fire somebody's ass, I can revoke all the files off their computer. Gone. I can't do that with any other solution. Right there. Second of all, somehow, the sons of bitches at Dropbox have figured out how to handle a move operation. And that seems to be pretty handy. And that would have saved me a lot of trouble this week. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right, Chase, jbtitles.com. Pick a title for us, buddy. I don't know man. I don't think I don't they're not they're not getting they're not they're not uh, this isn't doing it for me this week. I know, I hacks. It's just I'm gonna get a lot of pushback for this. And the thing is I'm 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 playing all my cards up front because people are going to attack me for switching from home cloud to Dropbox. Can you believe this? No. You do you know realize what? Do you realize Like I'm going to get A ton of blowback for this Like when I tell you About these things well, Does it cross th- your mind That I'm going to get A shit ton of email about th- this Then
2: you know what they, they need to be redirected Over to I know but when When
0: I tell you these things do you, yeah. Does it cross your mind That I'm going to get A bunch of crap for it When we talk about these things Do you realize um, Yeah. That- oh yeah I know yeah. you will yeah. And you know what F them. I'm sorry,
2: yeah. but they need to realize it's also a business, and sometimes, sometimes, open source is not the end all solution for everything.
0: Well, and OwnCloud's is a fine product, but I think it's just the desktop client is just it's not very good about understanding moves versus copies.
2: Yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. I mean, you know what? For example, I, I, I yeah. like. Uh, I I, I couldn't make it to Linux Fest Northwest this past year, but <laughs> last year, last year when I was up there, you know, I had my Mac Pro. I'm running Wirecast, and there were a, few, a couple of people. I wouldn't say they gave me total attitude, but oh wow, you're you're using a Mac, yeah. And I'm just thinking this is the best tool for the job. I'm sorry, it's the best tool for the job. Well, you know, OBS is getting pretty good. It's good, but it's not the best tool for the job.
0: So, what do you think of Terror for the Fourth? Ooh. Ooh, that's that's yeah, it's not bad. No, I like. I'm going with. So it only has two votes right now. Okay, I like Terror for the Fourth from WW. Uh, Russian Fallout is not bad either. WW is on fire. Uh, let's see, ISIS Seasons Greetings, <laughs> <laughs> man. If this was Christmas, if they're still around Our, by Christmas, or
2: ISIS Holiday Weekend,
0: yeah. It's just we've had so many ISIS titles oh. recently. That's I why I like the. Uh, uh, terror for the fourth. That's why I like WWs, because it doesn't have ISIS in it. Let's go with that. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it, man. All right. So, WW, you get our winning title. So, Chase, yes, because Chris. it was kind of a mix between us and the chat room, uh, I well, mean, eventually we got to call yeah, it. Yeah, come on in, Bill.
2: Yeah.
0: Hey, how you doing? He's here? How you doing? He's here? Hey, I'm doing good. Hey, Chase, Chase, do you mind stepping aside so Bill can sit down? Yeah,
2: hold on one sec.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm
0: good. Yeah. Hey, Mr. President, sit down. Chase yeah. will get out of the way. Yeah, oh, Chase, sit oh. down, would you, buddy? Yeah, uh, hey, All right, I mean, Mr. Chase, President, yeah, thank you. right here. Yeah. Right here, yeah hey, right hey Chase, here. give him the headphones. Give him the yeah, headphones. All right. All right uh, Mr. President, uh, welcome. I'm glad uh, you could make you it. Doing? Boy, that jet flies fast, doesn't uh, it?
3: You know, they... Uh, What's
0: the speed of that thing? Well, that's not classified, is it?
2: You realize, Chris, that, um, you know, the old jets, they give them to me.
0: Really? That's right. Really? Yeah. That is a deal. Yeah. That's a deal. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good, Mr. That's President. Pretty good. That's pretty good. So uh, I got to ask you something. Are you tired? I know you've been traveling around helping right. Hillary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's right. And I got you know, I mean, you're uh, going through all of this trouble. Right. You've already yeah. been through the White House once before. Yeah. Uh, there's a rumor going around on the unfiltered subreddit that the only reason you want Hillary to win is because you left a huge stash of weed back in the White House and you want to get it back. Is that true?
2: Uh, no, that's not true. Uh, what I think I want to do, Chris, is I want my bowling alley back. Oh, you did?
0: Yeah, you. That was a nice upgrade you Thank did. You. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think though, Brock shut it down. Yeah. Yeah, because he. Is that, is that true? Yeah. Yeah, because the foot. I'm sorry. You know, I basketball. still I
2: still have secret. Uh, you know, Secret Service. Yeah. Basketball. Is that, is that
0: true? Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah. Jim.
0: Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Mr. President. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You know, you got some pretty good barbecue. I went to that uh yeah, Sticky's. Stickies. Uh, uh, no,
0: uh, Sticky Fingers. Ah, Sticky Fingers. Yeah, Sticky Fingers. That's pretty yeah. good. Did you get the Spud Bomb? What? No. Uh, uh, what? What was scuds? No. What? No. No, not scuds. No. 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 Calm down. No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. No, you guys. He's cool. No, Spud scuds. N- it's Spud, not like a like a not, not they, like not like sh- the Iraqi scuds. No. Oh God, they kind of gave it a bad name. It's like this huge potato. It's not. It's not. Oh, it's yeah. a tater. Yeah. It's a
2: tater bomb. You know, we used to do that in the it's back forty. You it, know, we put it. Like, we put in that big tube. No, no, you know, no, no. We no. light it and no. boom, it go around.
0: No, right Mr. President, off that, yeah. Mr. President. Yeah. No, yeah. it's. Uh, it, but what it basically is? They take a lot of meat, right? Uh, like pulled pork and pulled chicken, right? And then they put a bunch of barbecue sauce and onions uh-huh. on it, and then they just yeah. put like like a fucking shit ton of potatoes. Oh, on it.
9: Oh, oh, eating potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Pretty good. And it's one of the things I I think, you could grub down on that because I noticed though, tasty. You know. You had an interview recently with Jake Tapper. I did. Uh, That's right. And, Mr. President, I noticed they put a lot of makeup on you. you yeah, look. Are you you got to realize, you know, when I was
2: president, Chris, not a lot of HD. Yeah. A lot of, lot of you know.
0: Standard death.
2: Whatever you call it. Yeah,
0: we call it standard death, okay. Mr. President.
2: Uh, well, I just know it as HD or, you know, heavy wrinkles yeah.
0: all over my face. So you know. you're saying you sort of took advantage of right. the low definition.
2: I guess that's what you call it, but yeah. you know that kind of thing. Um, you know, it. it, it, it You're I, saying
0: when they went to high definition, it sort of they, didn't they, play to your strongest they, they aspects. Spend more
2: time on my face uh-huh. and let me speak.
0: Right, right. So you have to wear makeup.
2: Well, uh, I don't like it, but yeah, you know. but
0: you have to do it.
2: Uh, that's why I like come in here. You, yeah, you see, because they don't have to see me. No makeup.
0: No, no. Uh, but you, you got the it's barbecue sauce.
2: No, uh, what? Oh, they're they're telling me that uh, we got to get to the airport. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. Uh, it's cool yeah. though. I miss you guys. I miss you too. Thank you for stopping by. Good uh, luck on the campaign. Uh,
2: th- uh, well, it's not my campaign, Chris, right? No, you know. of course, yeah. No, I, uh, you I got, didn't mean
0: to imply that you were actually going to be. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm, yeah. Chris you you
2: got to realize something. You know, the Clinton
0: Foundation has been doing incredible things. I've all noticed over the world. that you've been getting a lot of money,
2: and I and I turn I, I, I really in- encourage people uh-huh. to uh, you know contribute to the foundation. You just
0: need some cash.
2: Just give us some cash.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
2: appreciate that, Chris. Yeah. It's a great time. Thank you yeah. so much. Good luck, Mr. Ch- Chase. It's good seeing you. Yeah. Uh, hey. Thanks, Mr. President. Really. Thank you so much. Yeah. 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 No. I'll walk you out. Real yeah.
0: Quick. All right. Bye, Mr. President. Thank you for stopping by. See you, Chris. Yeah. You guys have a great one. Yeah. We will. We are looking forward to it. All right. <sighs> So, uh, sorry about that, buddy. We've oh, got, no, we'll, no worries. We'll get another mic in here well, eventually. Well, uh, you know, it's a, it's a small studio. Yeah, so uh, we were thinking about going with Terror for the Fourth. What do you think about that as a title? You I like think that? that's great. All right, all right, all right, good. I think it's well, awesome. Uh, uh, by the way, I yeah. think they might have parked on top of your car. We'll what do you mean? I thought well, he said he was had to head to the airport or something. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know why they did that. Oh. Yeah. Just double check. Might have been Rikai's car.
2: Yeah, fair a enough.
0: And for the fourth. Uh, yeah, Boy, this is a split win, Chase. It's up to you. What do you think? Did we give it to the chat room?
2: I, well, we did give them pieces during the show. Yeah. But I say we give them the full version.
0: All right, here we go. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Oh, snap. I can't believe she said that. Doesn't that's, she work for the what? Space Department?
4: That's, that's the unprofessional.
0: government. I don't understand how that's possible. Well... Uh. Maybe we'll figure it out next week, episode 150. By the way,
2: follow Chris on Twitter because no doubt when he comes and visits me next week. Between that s. No, when you come and visit me down at the station next week at the station. Yeah, at the station. You're probably going to take some pictures. I I'm tweet just saying. That s. You got tweet that. All right,
0: stuff. so uh, thank you uh, to our supporters. You guys keep us going. We really appreciate it, and we'd love you to have us join us next week if you can. Yes. And if you'd love, if you loved what you heard this week, and you want to keep us going, go to uh, patreon.com/slash/unfiltered.
2: Yes, you guys have a great one. Have a happy 4th, happy Canada Day. See you guys later.